Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. And Dan here, at Big Cass. Big Cass, it's hot outside right now. Record heat waves, and you might think this is a yellow Gatorade. It is not. It is Jim Harbaugh tears. Um, and it is delicious today. Hey, we're all eating. Mm. I, I wish he bought me a cheeseburger. Had cheeseburger. Buying it's, a recruit, uh, buying a recruit a cheeseburger. And if you would have told the NCAA that, they wouldn't have done anything. But no, you lied to the NCAA on multiple other occasions, and you get slapped with a four-game suspension against four high school teams. It's a gauntlet. It really is, man. It's uh, one of the the hardest schedules I've ever seen. And you know it's hard too because the, you know, uh, the hardest team on there is Rutgers. So, um, real real gauntlet. Um, on the bright side, cast this could be setting up to a like Appalachian State level upset if they blow one of these games. Uh, East Carolina, honestly, could it's not it, a bad could team. be. They're actually not bad. If uh, any of those teams, it would probably be East Carolina that beats them. Um, I don't know. Ruck, all, I tell you what. I know a lot of people uh, clown on Rutgers, and I, you know what we do. But at least Greg Schiano has his team playing hard. And that could that that week too kind of reminds. It's like okay, you got your next week is against Nebraska, against Matt Rule in Nebraska. Harbaugh will be back. You might like, you might get you might blow out the other three teams, and you'd be like, oh, you know, we're playing Rutgers. We get our coach back next week you know, might overthink Rutgers a little bit. I could see that. And honestly, too, Rutgers, like, not getting ahead of ourselves, Cass, but Rutgers has a chance to – a chance. I don't think they'll do it, but they could be 3-0 by the time that game starts because week one is number, uh, at – they're home against Northwestern. That ha- that should be a win. If they don't win that one, it's going to be a long season. Oh, and, oh my God. Then it's home, home against Temple – I would like to think they would be Temple. And then home against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's not that good. That that I mean, I think they'll mess up a couple. I think they might they could go they could also go one and two to three and oh in that in that span. Um, I think they're two, I think they'll be two and one. Probably. Um but I, they'll they'll be feeling frisky at that point if they're two and one. If if they lose to like Temple and then they beat Virginia Tech. And they're two and one going into the big house. Look out if they if they are two and one after a loss to Virginia Tech. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be hard pressed, especially if they lose to Northwestern. I don't think Northwestern wins a game this year. I really don't. With the mess so, they have yeah. going on. But back to Harbaugh, man. I mean, it's. I will say it's hilarious at this point um, that like this happened to Michigan. It's nice. It's just nice being on the the fun side of history here. Um, yeah. Buckeye Nation, like like finally justice. Like it's not us for some Mickey Mouse stuff. Um, it's them for Mickey Mouse stuff. And uh, the four games, it's it's. I don't think it's going to really change anything for Michigan, but it is just funny, and um, it's good. <laughs> I wonder what kind of cheeseburger it was. I really want to know. Like, is it like a Therminator or like a White Castle burger? There's levels to this. (laughs) Is the level. Is it a McDouble from McDonald's or, you know, is it 
you know, I hope it wasn't a Burger King cheeseburger. I really don't like it couldn't have been a Burger King cheeseburger. It really couldn't have. But like I get it. I get it. Like you don't want the NCAA but like, hey, screw you. I mean, in reality it was a cheeseburger. I mean but you lied about it, plus there's other things. I like I was telling a Miss Michigan fan at work in today. There's like multiple other things that the NCAA was trying to go after Harbaugh about. And this just happened to be like, oh, we finally got him caught on something. We're going to finally bust him on something. Let's slap a four-game suspension. And, I mean, we ultimately they are playing Maslin, Pickerington Central, um, it, it, you know, Minter it, 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 and, you know. In my humble and biased opinion, Cass, I think – I just think they might like, and I have no proof. This this is like a complete joke. But I think they might be on something. They might have found like a miracle, like like PED, because like at the end of every game last year, other than the game that they lost to TCU, like every other game, like they came out of halftime, like statistically, like just so much more dominant than every team. Like when it came to like just like strength and conditioning wise, and it's like they almost got a boost at halftime. It's like I'm curious if they're doing anything at halftime. Um, it had to be a cheeseburger. Like it wouldn't like it wouldn't shock me though out of all the coaches like Jim Harbaugh if he like he found a weird way like a, a weird ritual like if you if you did this like if you stopped breathing for five minutes like two minutes and then like you ate an orange like something extremely dangerous and like that the he like he, if he could use that for his team to win and come out strong at halftime he totally would I feel like so I don't know yeah I feel like there has to be more of this there definitely has to be I agree but we know it wasn't chicken. Because chicken is a nervous bird. So no, you know who else would he is be not... in the situation if he went to a, if he went to a Popeyes or a Chick Fil A? Is the question? Yeah. The, the the thing too is if you look onto it, and um, if I don't know if you've caught Minister Sports and credit to them, you know, for talking about this, but Chris Drew said, "Why is it the NCAA?" Somebody put in the chat their group chat and said. Why is the NCAA – the NCAA is alive. The NCAA is finally alive. The past two weeks they've, you know, come up – past three weeks they've come out with Northwestern and now Tennessee and now Michigan. And, you know, somebody said, why why can't um, the NCAA go after teams below the Mason-Dixon line? Well, you got – you busted Tennessee. Okay. But there's a certain school that's – back-to-back national champions that's hiding sexual assault and not, and then they got all these speed drag racers going on down there. We're t- I'm talking about Georgia. And you could talk about other schools in the SEC. What, what, what is going, like what, you're slamming on Michigan over a cheeseburger, but, well, because Harvard. A&M Lily has like a, A&M Lily has like an NIL hedge fund. And they're yeah. like, oh, this is fine. Miami's writing checks that can't cash. I mean, <laughs> Miami, Miami's biggest problem is Miami, man. Yeah. That's and, then you got, and you got Georgia doing all this, but no one's batting an eye. But if it's a northern sport, northern team like Northwestern, Michigan, you know, I, you know, Ohio State, Penn State, you know, people are slamming the door against them. And, but, all honestly, Dan Dockage is going off. You go follow Dan Dockage on Twitter. That dude is going off about Harbaugh. I think he has a secret vendetta against Harbaugh. 
But I agree to his point. I want to know what points. happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree to some of his points because he kind of mentioned out, and you know, last time a coach lied to the NCAA, he was forced to resign. Named Jim Trussell. Dan, Dan Dawkins just tweeted his last tweet. Uh, well, his second to last tweet was, "Did it? This is a great point, by the way. We how did we completely forget about this? Didn't Harbaugh play a game? Play? Did, oh, this is so funny, man. I'm sorry, I'm giggling. Didn't Harbaugh play a guy in the big game with a gun charge? WTH? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do we forget about the Mozzie Smith thing? And they lost real bad. This is what this is what uh, Dan Dockage said. I sent this to Dan. Let me understand something. At Jim Harbaugh, I'll read Jim Harbaugh. Cheats, lies to NCAA investigators, hires a known racist, Shimmy Schembechler. He's a has a coach fired for cyber crimes. He's two and five versus rival, one and six in bowls. This cheat gets to negotiate a four game in suspension. WTF is this? How is he not fired? I mean, he has a point. It, he really does. And, and, dude, he it gets better, though, dude. He comes with the well, – I'm reading, like – we're reading all of these. Uh, his next tweet, Jim Trestle got fired for players selling their gear for tattoos, yet Michigan keeps a known sheet that lies to NCA investigators. Hell, even IU fired Samson for cheating, lying. What's Harbaugh got on the dipshits of college football media? Goddamn football media. And well, then, this Rhett, yeah, this Rhett Klein <laughs> went after him. It said, Dan, come on. This comment's ridiculous. He bought two cheaper cheeseburgers for two recruits and oversaw r- workouts during COVID dead period <laughs> on a team's call. Shimmy was hired because of his last name, and he was fired after the tweets that he liked were discovered on his Twitter. And he, one, all right, Dan pa, Dan Dockage also posted this, which is it just gets better. This this thread, Urban Meyer took a dump, and the moronic college football media was all over him. <laughs> Jim Tressel had players get tattoos and was treated like a villain. Harvard cheats, lies, hires racists and cyber criminals. Like doesn't get worse than cyber criminals, man. Yet crickets from a fawning media. My goodness, Dan Dockage. He's the GOAT. And his the funny thing is, his son has a degree from the University of Michigan as well as Ohio State. Like like that's 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 what's hilarious to me. There's what? no one more qual there's no one more qualified to weigh in on this situation because his son went to Michigan. He also got his degree from Ohio State too. And he played at IU and like it's a and sports he, guy, he knows it, the dynamic. Played in the Big Ten. Like he, no one more qualified, and if, the, what, if that's how he feels, what did Dan Dockage? What did what did <laughs> Tim Harbaugh do to An- Andrew Dockage? Did Andrew Dockage try to walk onto the football team or something like for for Dan Dockage to hate him or something? Like it, it it's insane. But it, it, if it I is, had to guess, if I had to guess, they probably played like pickup basketball with each other once, and, and I Dockage feel like that would have been a or no Harbaugh and. Dan Dockage, I bet, played sports against each other at one point. And I, I feel like it might have been competitive. Like, they might have played ba- – I can see them playing, like, a game of pickup basketball and that getting, like, testy, maybe some bows getting thrown. Like, did Or did they – did Harbaugh – while Harbaugh was playing for the Colts, Dan Dockage from Indianapolis 
Harbaugh went out to a nightclub and met Dan Dockage's wife or something, you know? <laughs> now we're getting crazy. <laughs> I don't think that happened. But Michigan, uh, uh, sucks to suck. Yeah, we're 30-some days till college football. Yeah. Navy and Notre Dame at in Ireland should be fun week zero. Like, again, every year we talk about this. Should there be a marquee matchup for week zero? Yes. There was a couple years ago. Wasn't it Miami and Florida week zero? Tate Martell. It was. Tate Martell. Martell. Yeah, Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) The most overhyped, like, like, when they put him in the game, they're like, they have a trick package for this. And it just was not, there was nothing. They um, ran a, like they like like ran a wide receiver slash quarterback reverse with him, and it went a yard or something like that. It was so, a big play, man. Um, big plays. But yeah, for Tate, that was rough. But that that was a good one. Um, is, is she I cut, liked it. Yeah, last year yeah. it was Nebraska, Northwest. Northwestern, Nebraska. It, both In teams Dublin. stunk, but but the game the game was really good. The game was a pretty good game. It was back and forth. Good well, amount of points for both those teams, um, and the, the atmosphere was good. I like. Yeah. I think there has to be at least. I think there should be at least th- week zero should be at least three power five like versus power five games. I I feel that, like some. I feel like somebody should go play Hawaii in week zero. Always. Every year. Always. Always. It should be someone it should be like someone big though, like Bama or like Ohio State should go to Hawaii. It should be like the Maui invitational. Like you're invited to go play in Honolulu week one. Miami, Florida versus Miami. I mean versus Hawaii. <laughs> I like that actually. That's a good one. Like UCF, if they went there, I feel like would be good. It has to be like a water team. Oregon, Hawaii would be. UCLA. UCLA, Hawaii would work. USC, Hawaii. Boston Boston College. (laughs) (laughs) That would intrigue people. Yeah, most definitely. You know what's intriguing people? Those gray unis Ohio State busted out. Man, they are nice. They are nice. They are nice. I got, got me one coming. Marvin Harrison. I like, and I, I texted this when I first saw him. It reminded me of a combo of the Penn State unis, the Penn State Grays, like the what are they, the Gray Wolves or whatever? I think yeah, the called. Gray Wolves or something like that. The the, the Gray Wolves, and then the color the Penn the uh, the Penn State game at home two years ago in twenty twenty. The Scarlet uh, Out one, the Scarlet Out. Kind of remind me of a mix between those two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love them. I mean, the only thing they changed was the jerseys. They kept the same helmets. They kept the same pants. Uh, I love the red cleats. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch them against Michigan State at night. Um, we were talking about this off air. I have Marvin Harrison coming. Great jersey. But what other gray jersey numbers players would look really cool to rock the jersey? I have a couple players in mind. I'm sure you do. Um I'm going to go right off the get-go. I mean, obviously, I said Marvin Harrison. I'm going to go offensive side of the ball. I'm going to tight end, number 84, Joe Royer. 
<laughs> I like or, it. Or G Scott, the big block 88, you know, on a gray jersey. I think it looks sweet. I was going to say just Cade, like a Cade Stover jersey, a number eight. That and, and gray. I mean, Cade Stover's a great tight end. Uh, I think we're, we all love Farmer Gronk. So I, I, I feel like, I, I mean, I those are great, great unique ones. I feel like a Cade Stover one would be sick. Um, I'll let you go next. I think, too, like, because I don't think many people are going to have him, but a Lathan Ransom mm. would, be, would be sick. A number 12 Lathan Ransom jersey. Could be really good this year. Yeah. <coughs> Could be really good. I love that pick, Cass. It's actually a really savvy one. I got D-line projected first-round pick Michael Hall Jr., uh, 51 they, gray. Who are they calling? Uh, Aaron, baby Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah, Buckeye Aaron Donald. <laughs> Dude, if we could, if Michael Hall Jr. could be a sliver of what Aaron Donald is, Buckeyes winning natty. Yeah, if you have a, if you have a, if he could be like an Indomitian Sioux type of defensive, te- like if he, if you have one of those guys, your defense is unstoppable. Like any defense that has a guy that dominant on the D line, because they're not going to be able to run the ball down the middle. And hey, hey, I <laughs> hate I hate to say this as a Bengals fan, if they if we could if they can have if Michael Hall Jr. can be Aaron Donald and Tyreek Williams can be Nakama Kinsu from the two, the Super Bowl champion Rams against the Bengals. I mean. That'd be nasty. It's, I mean, like, it, it, but really though, if you had, imagine you had a, like a Dominican Sue, and then you had like a Bosa brother, or something in college. Just like that would be amazing, or like a Chase Young, which I, I was just t- last week too. I was staying with my wife, and she's just talking to me, and I, like it just dawned on me because Nick Bosa said something on TV, and I was, and she's like, "Hey, didn't she? He go to Ohio State?" I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "We had him and Chase Young together." And we got like four, like three games of them starting together, I think. Yeah, because he broke, he did something to his hip or something like that. And then I just started going on a whole ranch. He's like, okay, I don't need to know everything. You know, it's just like he brought up a bad memory. Hey, which Urban Meyer was suspended during that time. We, we had him for the TCU game. J, uh, Ryan Day's last game as an interim head coach. We had him the suspension year, <laughs> so kind of a forgotten, kind of a forgotten duo. Forgotten duo. It really was. It really was. Um, who else did you have? Uh, I think you're next was, for your third. That was, that, oh, my third. So I had Joe Royer, Lathan Ransom, and I don't know. The block number three, Mayan Williams would look sharp. I like it. I I I'm gonna just go with this one because I think the uniform's sick, and you're gonna want a lot of guys. Um, like I feel like we're gonna keep wearing this uniform, um, because it's so sick, it's so beautiful, and I think this jersey would last you a couple of years. It's Carnell Tate going forward. I think. Like not this year, it might not be the best, but like the year after it might be unreal, and then the year after that, it might. This what that jersey might age well is what why I would pick that one. 
Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Or Sunny Styles. Those two. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> we got 10 minutes till Zoom kicks us off. We got one topic to t- touch up on because training camp starts to oh next week next week we could start our preview for the season been waiting for this all summer long but without further ado this is dan's topic he's talked about this for the last couple weeks that we should go tackle this take it away so uh we're just gonna because we've been doing our list and the list list season's coming to an end but I thought it would be good to do forgotten Buckeyes. Guys who, like, you know, good careers, may play in the NFL or contributed well to a team who you just kind of forget about that they were, like, you know, big players on that team, Buckeyes and all this stuff. Um, we're just going to list 10 total. We're not going to rank them. We're just going to throw out names um, just because it's easier. Um, one of I mean, my, my forgotten Buckeye is Jacoby Boren. Um, like I was saying pre-show, like on that national championship team, you forget that, you know, he was like the one, I think he was the one offensive lineman that didn't go to the NFL and he's like the third board brother. So you forget about him in that aspect. And like, I feel like that's a, he's definitely like a forgotten Buckeye. Yeah. I think another forgotten Buckeye is Matt Finkus for all your older, your older folks. Think about Matt Finkus played with, you know, in the 94, 95 years with Sean Springs, uh, you know, Greg Bellasari, but most importantly, he was that third defensive lineman with uh, Luke Fickle and Mike Vrabel. So a lot of people th- forget that Mike Matt Fankus was a solid all Big Ten defensive lineman. I know we see him on TV. We used to see him on TV on Buckeye Fever, but he is kind of that forgotten, lost in the mix Buckeye Matt Fankus. Absolutely, I, 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 the third. Forgotten Buckeye we have, cast. I think we we both agreed on this one. Steve Miller on the national championship team on the defensive side of the ball. All the great defensive guys. And you forget that, you know, Steve Miller had the biggest defensive play of that whole run. The the pick six um, against Alabama. One, uh, that's like the crazy part is that play is probably like the third biggest play of that game. Like yeah. everyone remembers the Evan Spencer throw to Michael Thomas and then the Zeke run. But that play itself is insane. Like a fat that game was so good, a fat man scored, and everyone kind of just forgot about it. Yeah, another forgotten Buckeye for me was Brian Rubisky. Um, yeah. Brian Rubisky coming off. Uh, he was the duo with Brian Hartline. Brian Rubisky, you know, was the third third option, third, fourth option with uh, Antonio uh, Anthony Gonzalez and Ted Ginn. He kind of forgotten because, you know, he didn't – he didn't finish his career as strong as it started, if you really think about it. I mean, he had a solid career, but it didn't, like, wasn't that Teddy Ginn, Anthony Gonzalez, Antonio Holmes-esque type of career. Yeah. I got um, I got Ashton Ubodi uh, as another forgotten Buckeye. Played, like, obviously in on those good teams, um, but First team all Big Ten 2005. But when you just think of all, like, you know, best of America, like, you, you just forget about Ashton Ubodi, and he was first team all Big Ten um, and had a pretty good NFL career, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my next guy is Pepe Pearson. Pepe Pearson was the running back right after uh, 
Eddie George. Had a lot of shoes to fill. Played very, very solid. Um, but it wasn't that Eddie George-esque. And I think he gets kind of lost in the mix. And he was very solid as a running back. I like it. I got, I mean, I, I feel like everyone forgets about this man, Jordan Hall. Um, Cass, you brought this up pre-show. I'll give you credit. You said you believe he's the last Buckeye to have a kick return touchdown. I think you're yeah. right. But he also, 2000, also 2009 against Michigan, I believe, or 2010 against Michigan. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he has over 1,800 scrimmage yards then, not not including kick return yards. And then he has 18 touchdowns, and that's not including the, the kick return touchdown. Like, you just forget about Jordan Hall because – he was there, I think, during the down years a little bit. That down year, not the years, the year. Um, and then uh, when you think of, like, the running backs of or the urban era, he was, like, really kind of the first one along with Carlos Hyde. But um, everyone just thinks of Zeke and, like, Dobbins and all those great yeah. backs, like Eddie George. So, But Jordan Hall deserves his flowers. Here's one that he's not forgotten yet, but he will be. Just because okay. – like- um, I think Malik Harrison, just because if you think about that 2019 defense, you think of Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, Damon Arnett, Jordan Fuller, Pete Warner, you know, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And you kind of get Malik Harrison shuffled in the mix. And he was solid, very solid linebacker. I agree, Cass, but the number one, and it's been proved this week, the number one forgotten Buckeye, another Malik, my man Malik Hooker. He's been forgotten by the Ohio State social media team. Um, how could you do that, Ohio State football? Malik <laughs> Hooker is the number one forgotten Buckeye. I don't care how many times we put him on list. He is the number one forgotten Buckeye, Ohio State. You're not posting no NFL content of my guy, Malik Hooker. Rightfully so. I mean, <laughs> I, I justice Malik. for Malik. I, I love Malik Hooker, but he hasn't made a lot of plays in the NFL. If that makes sense, he's made a good amount of plays. He's had a pretty good career so yeah. far. Yeah, he's had a solid career, but not like over the top. If that makes sense, I feel like he's going to age well, though. I feel like he's going to yeah. play a while in the league. I feel like he's going to play to like thirty-five. But, like, his style of play, he's pretty healthy other than the one injury season he had. Um, and I feel like the Cowboys like him. Right. So, um, I, I'm excited. I might get him a league hooker jersey now. We are talking about what jersey do I want. I want a gray Malik hooker jersey if I can get it customized. Yeah. Um, yeah, so real quick before we get into leave, get all kick off the show, congratulations, C.J. Stroud, all-time highest paid Buckeye quarterback in NFL history. 24. Man. <laughs> dude. And it's all guaranteed because he lives in a state that has no, like, no state income tax. Dude, this guy's getting the bank right off the bat. 24, was it 24.37 million dollars guaranteed. He just got a fat check of 17 million dollars of bonus money. Congratulations, Stroud. Looking back on it, do you think him and Quinn Ewers like scheme something up where they're gonna like just get rich and meet up in Texas and skip skip and go to Mexico for the rest of their lives? Because it is kind of lining up, man. Like you got Quinn Ewers in Austin, all the NIL money, CJ, all 
that big rookie deal. They, you know, same quarterback room. I, they might be skipping the Guadalajara hey, soon and li- hey, retiring. Here's the question. If Dak Prescott does not go to the Super Bowl or anything with the Cowboys, does Jerry Jones pull the plug and draft Quinn Ewers? He's Texas homegrown, man. I feel like he would. I feel like he would draft Drake May. <laughs> Probably. I can see. I can see that. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? The, all the rumors are going out. It's going to be Quinn Ewers. It's going to be Quinn Ewers. And and Jer- and the Cowboy Roger Goodell walks up to the podium and says, "With the twelve, the eighth pick in the twenty twenty four NFL Draft." The Dallas Cowboys select Drake May. Those Cowboys like, fans and Detroit what if it was like, nuts. You don't know what could happen. I, I think this would be crazy. Kyle but like, what if it's like Caleb Williams? Like Kyle they could do a trade. Uh, Kyle McCoy draft. JJ McCartney. No. <laughs> a draft. <right>. Joe Milton. <laughs> According to Jordan Palmer, he's the best quarterback out there. So. <laughs> Uh, we got 30 seconds. Let's get out of here. Uh, that's all I got. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of the Podcast. And all, as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks. <laughs>